0: Welcome back to Coaching Through the Bible. This week, the story of, uh, of Isaac and the beginning of the story of Jacob and Asaph. The story of Isaac is often overshadowed by the stories of Abraham and the stories of Jacob. And a lot of what he's about gets lost in the Shuffle. And if we had to discuss and think about the stories of Isaac, we normally ascribe two stories to Isaac right away. The binding of Isaac and the story of the switching of the blessings for Jacob and Esau. It happens to be that there is a lot of other material that is brought into this week's uh, reading, the Parsha of Toldot, about Isaac that's worth exploring on a deeper level. And particularly this week explore the concept of grit, and as it applies to Isaac. As I was doing some digging this week, and you'll see why that's funny in just a second, as I was doing some digging this week on the subject of grit, I came across the most famous book on the subject of grit, written by Angela Duckworth, the uh, well-known professor, called Grit. And on her own website, she has something called the Grit Scale. So I took the Grit Scale, which is basically a grit index, and it comes up with a way of um, ascribing a numerical value to how gritty a person is, and how gritty a person isn't. Um, and I thought I was a fairly gritty person, and it's clear I have more work to do because I got a three and a half out of five. So I have more work to do to build up my grit scale. So grit, what is grit and how does it apply uh, to Isaac and how does it apply to us? Well, grit is basically the combination of passion and, uh, and per- perseverance. I wouldn't call it persistence because I think persistence for a lot of people has a negative connotation. We always think about children when they're asking for something and they continue to ask. We call that persistent. The child was persistent in their asking, but it doesn't necessarily have a positive connotation. Perseverance has a sense of overcoming um, in a much more positive, grander, uh, higher value sort of scale. And so, grit is the combination of passion and perseverance. And in the book, um, Professor Duckworth talks about the fact that effort, which is sort of another term that people might use for grit, effort, stick mental toughness, all those different terms, um, is more crucial for success over time than actual talent. In fact, she says that grit is the greatest predictor of lifelong achievement. So it's a fascinating topic to explore what makes a person gritty. Uh, how does one develop grittiness? Uh, how does one become that kind of a person that is mentally tough, the person that has the tendency to sustain in their interest in these efforts and in their in their um, goals for longer periods of time? How do they do that? How does that develop? How does that build? And where do we see it manifest in a lot of different places? I recently heard an interview with a former baseball player. And in the interview he was asked about who was the most talented player he had ever seen? And he named the person, the guy's name that he mentioned was Corey Patterson. Maybe you recognize the name if you're a baseball fan or not. He said, Corey Patterson was the most talented player he'd ever seen. If you haven't heard of Corey Patterson, that tells you exactly the problem. Why wasn't he the most successful? Why wasn't he the greatest? Because he didn't have this stick this mental toughness, this gritty attitude, this approach to uh, his work and his work ethic to ultimately sustain achievement and ultimately achieve very high levels of success. And so this grittiness factor is vital. In the book, Angela Duckworth, the professor, describes sort of a four-pronged approach to how you can grow your grit. You develop a fascination with your passion. It requires having a passion for something It has the idea that you're focusing on improving each day, so it's what you would call small victories day over day, compounded victories day over day. Third, a person has to remember the greater purpose involved, so it's not just focusing only on the day to day, but also appreciating there's a parallel scale operating, which is the greater purpose. And the fourth one, which is another concept that relates to grit, which is adopting a growth mindset, which was developed much further by another professor by the name of Carol Dweck, um, in her discussions on growth mindset in her writings and her, her lectures on growth mindset and the concept of yet. The concept of yet is a key idea. The word, Y-E-T, is a key fundamental principle in developing a growth mindset, which is also fundamental in growing your grit. It's the idea that I haven't sh- achieved success yet. That if I didn't do well on an exam in school, the way she talks about it with children, she didn't do well yet. She talked about a school... Um, that she came across that in their grading system, when they're writing grades for children at certain ages, they use the yet principle. They have a growth mindset built into the school. They talk about a child who hasn't yet achieved levels of success yet in science or in math or in some other subject. So all those four principles are really key to building up a greediness in an individual to really get them to that place. And amazingly, amazingly, of all the things that we think about Isaac in the Bible, um, grit is actually one of the things that really stands out to me in reading about him. There are a lot of other things to think about and a lot of things to really consider in understanding the role that he plays as a bridge between Abraham and Jacob, certainly, um, in his role in the binding, the story of the binding of Isaac, in his role with respect to his sons and the switching of the blessings on his sons. But there's an entire chapter in chapter 26 that deals with the story of the digging of wells, which is a fairly enigmatic story that's being brought in here. Multiple versions of of digging of wells, and so that's why it's ironic, or if you want to call it funny, I did a lot of digging this week on wells, trying to understand the value and the import of a well and the digging of a well, how hard it would be to dig a well in ancient, the ancient Middle East versus digging a well by hand now, I watched even a couple of videos on the subject to really get a, 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 a basic understanding of what it would take to dig an eight-foot well today by hand with a shovel, what another, other materials would be required, and then to try to transfer that in my mind to the Middle East and understand what it would be to dig a well in the southern part of Israel, in the areas um, near the Philistine areas of Gerar, and to do that over and over again, and to do that as a second-generation and to redig the wells that were uh that were filled up and sealed by the Philistine people to think more about why that's going on what's happening there on a deeper level what's that story actually about on a deeper level but what character trait does it bring out in Isaac and so in my mind it brings out an incredible level of grittiness and toughness steadfastness to Isaac he redigs the wells that his father dug His people, after those are filled up, he redigs them again. The Nativo Shalom uses the term Yigi'ah. Yigi'ah is to toil. It's to hard work. He does the work to dig the wells. He does not appear to come into the story as a a well digger. That doesn't appear to be who he is. He doesn't come from a family like that, even though his father had dug some wells. His father is more well known for the size of his flock, the size of his a group of people that support him, perhaps. And Isaac comes into this story not necessarily viewed that way. He is somewhat unknown. We see a little bit of him in the story of the story of the binding of Isaac, in the beginning of the story this week in the birth of his children. Well, we don't get a lot, but as you read through the details of this story and you pour through what's going on here, he's incredibly successful in industries beyond just raising sheep. The Bible tells us that immediately upon receiving the blessing from God, he goes and he begins to plant. We haven't seen anyone in his family be farmers, but he's incredibly successful in verse number 12 at planting and growing produce. He continues to grow. The word in, in verse 14 is Avudarabah. Avudarabah is translated into, in, the, in, in one translation, is that he has many enterprises. So he is quite the entrepreneur and quite the business person beyond simply being somebody who has sheep. And then they get jealous of him, and he begins to dig wells. The first time it's his people, his team, digs the wells, they get filled up. Then Yitzhak goes and he redigs the wells that his father had done. And those get filled up too. And then they go and dig further. Again, they dig further wells, and again, they find water. And they fight over those wells. And so he moves, sets up shop somewhere else, and then they dig again. They dig again. And the last time they dig is the most interesting one. Because the first set of digging that's going on in these wells, he's redigging wells that his father had dug before, which establishes on one line, very quickly, without going into great detail, part of what's going on here. This isn't just about wells the value of a well in history is that it cemented, it, it cemented a person's uh, control of a location. It established control of space and land and property because one digs a well for an extended period of time. You can see in history we have wells that have existed for hundreds of years. We still see them today. And so a person coming to a location and digging a well is firmly planting themselves in that space for an extended period of time and the Philistines wanted no part of it. So they go and fill those wells up. Does Isaac fight with them? No, he just goes and digs another another location. The second time, there's a fight between his people and their people. He moves again. He sets up shop in another place. He begins to dig wells again. They come to argue with him. Um, Avi Melech, the king, comes with his people. They come to talk to him, to set up a covenant with him. He lets them know how he feels. He tells them what he thinks. And then he digs another well. In that last situation, it is not a well that his father had dug before. It is his own well. It is a new well. It is Isaac planting his own firm seeds in the ground, his own space in that ground. He's building that well. It's Isaac's well. And it's that sense of grit, of not giving up, of mental toughness, of not allowing people to stand in his way, not allowing any obstacles to stop him, of persevering, of overcoming, all those terms that we mentioned before in the book on grit, they all apply to Isaac. He has a passion for this. But his passion specifically isn't the wells, his passion is the land and establishing a firm hold in the land for his people. He improves time over time. Each time that he built digs a well, it gets better. It gets better. It gets filled up, it gets better the next time. The last one stays. The last one's the one we know about, is the most famous one perhaps. He remembers the greater purpose because the greater purpose isn't just the digging of wells. It's the establishment, uh, the firm hold of this land for himself, for his children, in memory of his father, establishing the hold of the land for the people of Israel. And he has a growth mindset, which is fascinating. He was not yet successful. He did not yet succeed this time. He had a problem. Okay, we're not yet there. We have a famine, okay, we're not yet settled. At every one of these different moments, he is developing this idea about how to succeed in this location and in this space, and so he is doing whatever it's going to take to improve and to get better and to accomplish what needs to accomplish and to set the goals and to go after them and to toil and to serve and to work the land and to develop and to expand his enterprise. And if nothing else, and there's certainly so much else to talk about this person, we can see grit in Isaac. And the question then becomes, about us, how do we build our own grit? So we can go through those four principles that uh, Professor Duckworth developed in her book. We can read about what Carol Dweck talks about in having a yet mindset and a growth mindset, embracing challenges, persisting over time, she uses the term persistence, and then also... We really have to do a couple of things. So to build grit in ourselves and in our children and in our teams, we have to talk about being gritty. We have to exemplify being gritty. Certainly that's true. But we also have to praise wisely when it's coming to children. Praise them on process. Praise them on little wins along the way. Praise them on trying. Praise them even on failing. Because failing is simply just a step in the process of overcoming and ultimately succeeding. With respect to ourselves, there's no quit. A person can't quit, cannot give up. But if a person wants to develop this further, certainly you need a little bit of talent in the area that you want to focus in on. That's be, that goes without saying. But if a person really wants to get there, they have to get some clarity on what they want to accomplish. They have to want to build and prime enthusiasm in their own lives to get to where they want to be. They need to schedule time in their lives to focus in and have focused time on that work. Otherwise, it's simply not possible. And to enlist a team of support, people who are going to help a person get to there. With the work like that, a mixing of Professor Duckworth's points in the book, mixing in the concepts of Carol Dweck and the growth mindset and the yet principle, mixing in the other ideas with respect to coaching, of really blocking time. Block time is really fundamental to success. We talk a lot about it in coaching is the idea of if a person really gives themselves time in their calendar and sets it in their calendar an hour at a time, an hour a week, an hour a day, that helps that person get to success. They're planning it out, they're working through the different principles, the key ideas that they need, they're excited. That excitement gets them, their enthusiasm for it gets them into that space. They're excited for that hour of the day to really work. They're able to then focus and they're able to then celebrate their mini wins, the little wins along the way, As long as they have that focus on the longer term purpose and goal, a person can really begin to become much more mentally tough, much more able to overcome and to rise above any obstacles, anything that might stand in their way to get accomplished what it is that they want to do in their lives. Have a great week. Talk to you soon.